and welcome to How To Be Successful with me, Vicky Paul. I'm an intuitive artist, energy healer and author and I'm on a mission to help you live with more joy, purpose and meaning. How To Be Successful is a straight-talking, heartfelt and enlightening podcast full of soul-centred wisdom, home truths, life-changing insights and free-flowing conversations with some of the most inspiring, knowledgeable and honest voices in well-being, spirituality, self-love and personal development. It's a show for people who are no longer satisfied chasing society's version of success because they're ready to embrace their gifts and thrive on their own terms. Hello and welcome to How To Be Successful. I hope you are well. It's been a bit of a bumpy week. We I'm recording this in November, just after the full moon and lunar eclipse. And I don't know about you, but it was a bit choppy. It was a bit of a choppy journey into this new moon, this full moon rather. So if you also were on that choppy journey, I hope that things have begun to sort of balance out a little for you. I'm really excited about today's guest because I'm a huge fan of this magazine. Rosalind Moody is the editor of Soul and Spirit, the UK's leading spiritual magazine. And it's all about not only bringing spirituality into the new age, it's also about demystifying spirituality and all the different avenues that are presented to you about having a spiritual practice. Rosalind is also the host of the magazine's video podcast and she's a columnist in writing magazine. Her first love is writing and publishing, so she writes about that as well. Rosalind is really passionate about healing, about creativity and also about manifestation and working with angels to help you manifest your desires. She not only shares her experience of spirituality through her personal practice, She's also sharing content from the magazine as editor and and how she selects what she shares and why she selects what she shares. But what I found so helpful about this episode is that she drops in the names of lots of different experts. So if you are looking for guidance and you are looking for support in your life, and and really she touches on so many that I wouldn't want to name them all just now. So I suggest that you listen to this episode because I know that not only are you going to get so much from what Rosalind has to share, but also all the different experts that she talks about. So enjoy. Thank you so much. That was such a good intro. I loved it. You look quite young. And to edit a magazine, <laughs> you've either, uh, got a beautiful skincare regime um, and are just beaming energy. But to edit uh, the UK's leading spiritual magazine, how did that all come about? How did you get into that? And uh, when did your interest in spirituality first start? I totally manifested it. I totally manifested it. It was such chance that the job was going when I was job seeking I just got back from my gap year or it was a gap 18 months around the world thank god I did it then uh, instead of trying to do it these days and I'd had all these experiences in Australia and Thailand Bali Vietnam and I came back to my the publisher I worked for beforehand and the, they own soul and spirit and the job was going so I basically fell into it and I'd said to a potential job a few weeks before what salary I was seeking and lo and behold that's the salary that I got for this job so exact manifest this just shows how exact you have to be when it comes to manifestation and it shouldn't I don't want to intimidate anyone it's, it's really simple how to do it you just 
decide what you want. That's the difficult part sometimes is deciding the exact future that you want, but just take it day by day, week by week, and your future completely unfolds. And that's what's happened to me. And the spirituality is just completely bloomed in my mind. I mean, I've always been curious about how the world works and I studied philosophy at university and I was always a curious child and maybe that annoying child to ask why but but why I don't understand can you explain why this is happening and I think there's always a bit of a sacred bond between granddaughters and grandmothers and I had such a spiritual bond with both my grandmothers and they went to spiritualist churches I, I believe they were part of seances at some point. They had a real vested interest. And I felt when they passed away, when I was in my teens, I felt they were still around me. So that probably is what started my interest in what's beyond. And then philosophy was what taught me to be curious and articulate and to argue and the written word, which is probably why Soul and Spirit is, is a product I'm so proud of because Otherwise, I mean, all these abstract ideas are such a mishmash. Sometimes it's really difficult to get them down on paper in a 2D product like a magazine. That's why podcasts like this are so good and conferences like the Conscious Life Expo are so great because the experiences are more 3D, 4D, even if you want to say 5D, which is a dimension we're definitely moving into. So, yeah, spirituality is, is my life. When was your first spiritual experience and and also i'd love i always ask guests who are i have a variety of guests but particularly guests who i'm talking to about the spirit world and spirituality what does spirituality mean to you so if anybody fell into this podcast and it's all about spirituality and what the heck does that mean could you define spirituality and what it means to you yeah i think i can and it's a really good question because i get so many people asking me new readers, new friends, new people I meet at events. And the way I can describe it here is, you know, when you're kind of sat down, kind of relaxed on your sofa, and you, you, but you're still holding your own head up. And then you kind of go, oh, I really wish I, I'm not relaxed. Like, why am I not relaxed? And then you kind of just dip your head back and find a cushion or a wall, and it comes to greet you. And you're like, oh, God, now I'm relaxed. Like, I needed that little headrest that bit of support and that's if that makes any sense that's what spirituality is it's that little bit of support to just hold you and guide you throughout life and it's just it can be whatever you want it to be it can be that faith it can be that vehicle that vessel for you to pour into some people like it in a self-love way they want a journal that's their spiritual space some people have a membership or a group or a spiritual circle that's their safe spiritual space And the magazine is one big community spiritual space for a lot of people, which I'm really happy to say. For me, spirituality can be anything you want it to be. It it is there for you in the darkest days and the brightest days. And it's just such a good resource that you can tap into. And there's no expectation. You don't have to you don't have to do everything. You can pick and choose. The, The way I always say it is the magazine is a bit of a buffet. You can just take what you want. Spirituality doesn't judge. It's open to all. It's inclusive. And it's just welcoming to everyone. I love that analogy with the cushion in the head. (laughs) Nobody's ever described all of that. And it's absolutely perfect. That's exactly what it is. I'm going to use that going forward. Uh, And you're absolutely right. I I think, and certainly for different generations have a different um, 
connection with the word spirituality and, and, and you know the spiritual industry and, and what spirit is all about and certainly the younger generations are really embracing it which yeah. I think has helped to increase its popularity um, just across the board. So as editor of this magazine I imagine every week every month there's so much to choose from because I work in the industry and I know how many gifted and talented people there are and how many avenues you can explore. How do you decide what it is you're going to feature? Because I guess you have to think about who the readers are, what the seasons are, what the trends are, because I'm assuming there's trends in, in the spiritual industry. So how do you work out who you're going to feature, what you're going to feature? And, and off the back of that, what kind of level of impact do you hope to have on readers' lives? Oh, impact. So I live in the future. I kind of live sometimes a year in the future in terms of features, whereas my team, uh, they get to live in the present because they're subbing for the current issue, whichever we're working on. But I'm already thinking about what we're going to do end of 2022. So I'm already banking emails, reader stories, press releases, uh, trends as well but trends is a tricky one because I don't want my magazine our magazine to be governed by the laws of trends and chants and fads and that's not what we're about we're, we're very classic and hold on to what we what we want really tightly and I think trends we do admit to but maybe a few years after they're kind of big you know runway when they're on New York Fashion Week we'll say yeah okay that'll come around to the, the high street in like a year or two so once it's kind of on the high street shelves or poundland or wilkinson's then that's when we know that it's going to be accessible to everyone because i'm not going to put some trendy faddy things in our shopping pages that people can't afford because they're not manufactured enough yet so i want it to be just a really joyful experience when they read through the magazine and really really relevant to their lives because our readers have been through so much people normally come to spirituality if they've been through trauma or loss or a sudden spiritual experience or an out-of-body experience or a near-death experience and they want answers which is why our experts are so revered and I want to give them some sort of maybe not the whole answer because our magazine is just a starting point for a lot of people's journeys but it connects them with the right experts with the right ideas so that they can go away and meditate or visualize and sit in their own space and think what do I where is my journey going so I have to then predict what people are going to want in a year's time and obviously covid has thrown a lot of spanners in the works we can't quite we can ask the psychics and they can do their best and it's been a real roller coaster knowing how to how to talk about the future but i think that's why spirituality is so good because it's always going to be there for us it's always going to be a safe space so we're always going to have it even if the worst happens and in a year something awful has happened in our life it's always going to be there as a safety blanket and so I know that the magazine will always hold fast and be helpful even if I can't quite plan the exact features or I know I'm going to have put crystals in there I know I'm going to put angels in there but exact angles I'm very very hot on the angles and exactly what we're trying to say here and I think as you say there's, there's just so many things to pick and choose and it's interesting because spirituality is very much about living in the present and I know having worked in the media myself how far in advance you know features mm, and things yeah. work and it, so it must be kind of difficult to juggle this living in the future versus living in the now. Now we're recording this in September and you this month are going to be hosting 
which is an amazing um, expo that bridges science and spirituality. So it's a conscious yeah, life yeah. expo. And you're going to be talking about angels. So I want to come to that in a minute. But where do you sit on this kind of convergence of science and spirituality? Because traditionally, these two aspects have been very much separate one trying to prove and or disprove the other. Oh, yeah. For me, it's always been a bit of a a hoot for me because so much of science is based on faith, although scientists probably wouldn't suggest that. They would Mm. say it's based on facts, but a lot of it is best guess. So what is your understanding of these two industries and, and why they're converging in a way that they are now? And is this likely to expand and evolve exponentially or or do you think they'll still run in parallel with one another I think that's such a good question and and one I'm so excited to see answered this weekend at the Conscious Life Expo but it they're definitely converging the amount of questions books being published on this topic David Hamilton who Dr David Hamilton who's a columnist of ours he's publishing a book called Why Woo Woo Works and he's coming at it from a scientific background a PhD We've got in our previous Psychic September 2021, which will still be available right now on online if people want to read it back, because that's our our biggest issue of each year. We had Teresa Chung and Dr. Julia Mossbridge talking about the premonition code and how psychics are tested against chance and how possibly they could get it right, scientifically speaking. And I think science and spirituality have such they're such good bedfellows because they really are. They work together symbiotically, I think. I mean, we're, we're always finding out that this is happening in the universe way outside of our comprehension. Why is that happening? There's there's so many more answers out there. I'm so excited to see what happens. And when it comes to premonition and dreams and our bodies, why do our minds work with our bodies? How does it, why do crystals work with our bodies? Why do crystals work with energy? How, what is energy? spiritually speaking or energetically speaking um yeah so it's just it's there's so many questions you could ask and mm-hmm. we try and ask we try and ask those in the magazine without going too far into it too dry because I still want it to be a really enjoyable read someone can enjoy in the bath or in bed and the last thing I'll say on the science bit is the cynical poo-poo people which have been let's say my friend's boyfriends or my friend's husband's not to name anyone, I still love them, but they'll say, but do you still believe in what you do though? But do you really believe it? Like, I know it's, you love your job, but do you really believe it? And I go, of course I do. And the moon and look at the moon and how it interacts with our periods and and my energy and and how it's just, it all makes sense, doesn't it make sense? And they go, mm, not sure. And they kind of poo-poo it. And it's, they're really, really trying to, I think eat their own words at the moment because everyone is talking about spirituality. Yeah, I think for somebody who part of the, the work that I do is intuitive work, whether it's psychic or mediumship work, but I to the, tend to put it under the umbrella of energy work. And it's very interesting when you have a client who's maybe not as open or is in a position where they are like, okay, right, show me what you can do. Uh, energy blocks and, and your ability as an energy worker is lessened by the energy that you're working with because they can be quite challenged by what you're doing or mm. they are, I mean, you'll know this with some of the, the, the columnists, maybe you have these conversations. Sometimes you get people 
you know, coming to you for guidance and, and they're not in a great space energetically, which is why they're coming to you in the first place. Right. And they're almost kind of like, okay, I want answers. I need answers. And this, you know, this, this blocking energy. And it always made me wonder whether all these scientific tests that they had with various people trying to predict or work on the psychic level, you're putting them into an environment that's already heavily energetically negative against them. Mm, negatively biased. To the get-go. It's yeah. like asking an athlete to go and do their best around a track in the freezing cold, pouring rain with old trainers not having eaten and not slept for a week. So right. it, it, it's interesting that that, that that's um, how it is. And, and on your note of the moon, I have friends who are who work with the police or in the police, and they said every full moon in town was carnage. It, there was so much more drunkenness, street brawls, mm. fighting, just more carnage on a full moon than mm. there was any other time. Not even payday, just this full moon thing. So I, I, I get you. I'm with you 100% on the full moon thing. Now, you're going to be talking about angels at this expo. Yeah. And I would love to know, and I know that you do, you talk a lot about manifestation uh, and you've mentioned angels by name and you're going to be talking about the difference between angels and archangels at this expo so for anybody listening who isn't working with angels doesn't really know what that means can you please explain maybe the difference as you understand it between your intuition working with angels working with archangels or spirit guides and or yeah. is there a difference okay yeah so angels give such a beautiful healing light space Whenever you go for angelic healing or work with angels or talk about angels, the beautiful divine light from the universe or from the ether or the next realm or whatever you want to call it is so beautifully refreshing and healing that you can't, you kind of can't go back. Maybe spirit guides is, and psychic is that I always make those issues uh, art design wise darker and a little bit more paranormal. But with angel, I mean, it just, feels i mean the the idea of white feathers and white clouds and and guardian angels and that whole celestial vibe just is so special that when you start working with angels and angel experts or you go for reiki or you start working with angel light or age of aquarius or anything or start looking for the signs in terms of coins and feathers and and smells and sprays that you can use then it's really captured people. There's a lot more people in the UK that believe in angels than you would think. I'm not sure the exact statistic, but there was one, I think in the US, about, I think a third of people of the US population believed in angels. And we're coming from a place of religion isn't capturing so many people these days. Uh, people are so much more likely to be spiritual. And angels are rooted in religion. There, are, There's a lot of historic books you can read where angels are completely knitted in with Christianity and now not so much so we're going into that kind of next dimension the new awakening and my angel experts that I'm interviewing at the life expo would call it the age of awakening the age of Aquarius this mass consciousness awakening and the angels are there guiding us there are kind of drivers there are light workers and they're in us we can work with them 
And that's what Sunday is going to be all about. It's just having a massive party with the angels because these angels have such a sense of humor and I can't hear them. I'm not the, I'm not the expert here. I'm the journalist. I'm the one asking people the right questions, which is why I'm moderating the panel. But when you start hearing angel experts channeling the angels, you will see how much beautiful light they can add to your life and how much better you feel. You can't deny how much better and better mood that you're feeling. We have this image of the angel with the wings and all the rest of it. So, and my understanding of angels and, and working with angels is that that's a really great visual tool to help you visualize this energetic entity. However, they're not always like that, you know, but, but that helps us hook our energies onto because as human beings, we have to understand, we need to understand, which is why a lot of the work and energy work through spirituality, whether it's, you know, angels, tarot, crystals, energy healing, people really struggle with it because they can't quantify it. They can't right. it. Yeah. Oftentimes you have a whole lot of feelings that you cannot articulate, even if you are a very articulate person, because there just isn't words. You know, I work with color as an artist and we only see a number of colors visually mm. there's a whole lot of other colors mm. that are scientifically proven to be there because they have frequencies but we can't see them with our own eyes oh i love that, that must work with and i know it works with with angels so from an archangel point of view who are the archangels and, and what do they do versus what angels and they do how can they what's the difference and how can each of them help us in our lives so there's a few main archangels there's one main one called Archangel Michael. He's got a blue color. And every different archangel has the has a specific color, kind of a specific smell. There's a lot of visuals, like there's macabres and there's angel kind of art and tree of life and a lot of visuals that Daisy Foss in particular uses to kind of illustrate the chakras. Everyone's had of chakras. Uh, people know of the seven chakras, but then there's uh, seven above and seven below as well that angels work with um going back to archangel michael's mates uh there's jophiel shamuel raphael metatron there's, God, there's so many and there's we have a columnist in the magazine called chrissy estelle who's a very uh, well-known author and she works with different ones each issue she's she kind of works with each theme because every issue of soul and spirit has a theme and interprets that through kind of one main angel. If I'm making sense here, each angel has its own kind of job, theme, function. Angels in general, kind of with a lowercase a, are just kind of more the divine entity that we would refer to. Archangels, capital A, have a specific name, kind of personality, like Michael, Metatron, Raphael, Jophiel. And Actually, quite funnily, when I manifested this gig on Conscious Life Expo to moderate this panel, because I completely manifested it, it was on my manifestation board to host a panel. Didn't know what, but it ended up being this great angel one. I then worked with angels. I worked with Archangel Samuel, to man who's a career archangel, to, to get the gig. And one of my experts told me to do it. So obviously it was it was only right for me to invite her onto my panel and she's called Katie Sloan and she's amazing. And so we were WhatsApping all about what he could do for me and how I needed to interact with him and how I needed to visualize this opportunity. And, and it, 
it came so soon after that time. And he really helped me, this archangel. But then I'm referring to them as he and Claire Stone, who's another of my angel experts, would introduce the female archi archi yeah and she would say that they're not really they're quite androgynous these are the female archangels that you work with so it is a bit of a if I say minefield but it's such an expansive space that beginners can just take a foothold wherever they want because it really once you start it really does make sense and it really does help you practically day to day as I've as I've completely um, discovered. And I think you're right in that, that is my understanding. And I don't know a huge amount about angels and archangels, but certainly when I wrote my book, I was kind of had a bit of a, a brain dump because I was I had a bit of writer's block and I was like, what the hell am I going to write? Yeah. <laughs> I could have had the brain dump about what the, the book and theme was, but then obviously had to pull together all the chapters. And it was my mum who had said, why don't you ask for... Archangel help. So I work with Archangel Zadkiel, and I was like, you know, this is totally new to me. And I said, okay, Archangel Zadkiel, right? My mum says, yeah. come and work, yeah. and you come and help me. And I'd really appreciate you, you know, helping me get out of me what I need to get out onto the paper. And it was as inarticulate as that. So, I, and, and it happened. And that's what I think a lot of people do is they feel that there's got to be this ritual and you've got to say this prayer but not to fact it's not you've just got to authentically be you and say absolutely hey, on here guys come on and, and I, I you know so I wonder if you did you feel that too that you just as long as you just ask them in in the most authentic space that you're in at the moment and, and who you are if you swear then they know you're gonna oh totally totally the angels have a good sense of humor and I love what you're saying about there was no ritual, there was no formality to it. You were just in your authentic space. Some people have an angel altar where they keep feathers and pictures of loved ones and crystals and beautiful sprays and, and beautiful cushions. I don't, I mean, every kind of flat space in my flat is a is an altar space, I suppose you could say. There's kind of some over there, right there. But I can't sit still. So I'm not going to sit down at an altar and meditate for 20 minutes. I can just do that when I'm in bed or in the shower or at my desk and kind of be always be talking to angels in the back of my mind if I'm struggling with something or it's just it fits into my life and that that comes back to my my previous point where spirituality just serves you wherever you need it you don't need to go and meet that spirituality will always come to seek, come to seek you and meet you because it's already there and what I want to do for people is to help them lift the veil lift the barrier that they're already putting there between them and spirit or them and angels or whatever you want to call it because people already have the ability they're just shut off to it because of modern life mm -hmm. totally agree and and your magazine you cover so many different topics and sometimes it can be a bit of a minefield so i know you guys have covered you know crystals past life regression palmistry tarot mm. tea leaves you know energy healing blah, 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 blah. yeah so much somebody was kind of interested in exploring something given your experience given your knowledge you've gained with the, the, the columnists and and i guess also that the feedback that you get from your listeners it is like a sweetie shop what what would you suggest would be a good starting place for somebody who wants to try and explore that aspect of life 
Yeah, it, it can be, and I don't want it to be intimidating, but it can be intimidating because there are so many influences out there now and books and topics and it's just, it's ever expansive. So for someone who's intrigued, maybe throughout this 18 month lockdown has kind of felt into themselves a little bit and, and needed a little bit of guidance, I would say that our January 2022 issue is going to be exactly for you. Every January issue, we do a big bonanza, loads of giveaways, loads of good value, loads of features, and it's all kind of bite-sized chunking the the topics. So, And I'd just say buy it and flick through and see what jumps out at you. There's no pressure to, to you have to be into crystals because the crystal shots on Instagram look so good and you want to look you want to look so good spirituality is not looking good like in yoga they say it's not about looking good it's about how it feels and what you're releasing so I would say to start with a magazine a beginner friendly magazine which is every January we would do very beginner friendly kind of helping you decide or feel into what your soul purpose might be and what your calling might be like you said more of my calling is manifestation angels less so less so mediumship let's say less so uh, yoga I, I love all that but it's not what I turn to every day when I'm I'm in need um so everyone so you can be interested in all of it if you want to but within 100 pages or 150 pages when we have a supplement issue we would really really help and guide readers to kind of what area they're leaning towards they just need a little bit of help to get there and where do you see which is amazing you know to have all that at your fingertips because and you made a very good point so much of what we see on social media and and, and in the media in general around spirituality and all the various topics of spirituality mm. is, are very image focused you know if, if you talk about witches the, the, even with the kind of uptake of modern mm. witch or mm. modern witchcraft it still has a very specific visual tone to it the mm. same with crystals the same with tarot and I guess it, it, you know, or is it difficult as an editor to balance having that kind of visual where it's going to be enticing and it's going to look appealing versus putting people off? Because you and I both know spirituality mm. is not all fluff and feathers and yeah. all the rest of it. It's a lot of tears, yeah, uh, yeah, etc., etc., etc. It can be very difficult. So. It must be difficult to balance that if this is who we're trying to serve and they're in this kind of space where it's not very glitzy and glammy, but then we can't really produce that as a magazine because, number one, that's not the way life is and that's not how people consume mm. information and media. So how do you balance that? It's a really good question because we do want the, the magazine to be aspirational. We do want people to, if you can believe this, cut up the magazine, put it on their manifestation boards and and use it to manifest their best, if you want to call it best life or their higher self, their highest self. So it's a real balance between wanting it to be a beautiful product and wanting to get the message across that every all this all of these features are helping you heal in some way. It, all it's doing is healing us back to love. That's all what spirituality is about, is, is coming back to that true essence, that core of love. So what I do with my team is I, through the, the images that we choose and the layouts and spreads, is conjure up a feeling. So what does this image make you, how does this image make you feel? Like when you flick onto the page and there's a beautiful spread, 
we've had in Psychic September recently, two best friends and the title was, are you telepathic with your best friend or something like that? And there was a beautiful bond between these girls. And it's like, oh yeah, I just love my best friend. You just like express that love and that image completely conjured up a feeling, which then turned from a page into an experience. So I want the feelings to jump out of the page, even though it's made of paper, but we, we as humans, we, are, we feel so much. And I just want the, the magazine to inspire that and to talk to the heart space really, rather than just the eyes. I love that. And I, and I guess, because I know the magazine well, it is the type of magazine that it, it, it is a feeling. You know, you open it and you do get sucked in. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, you're doing a fab job. Um, so thank you very much. And thank I just, you. before we wrap up, because I know you're busy being an editor. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, I just, I'd love to know, given... The experiences that you've had and, and how you've come to this career and, and, and the impact that you are having directly and indirectly in other people's lives, there has to have been some form of impact upon you with all of this. So has there been a standout moment, a standout experience or a standout person or something that has had a profound effect on you and, and transformed the way you live your life in whatever area the transformation came? Oh, such a good question. I would say that through the magazine, I've been really lucky enough to work one-to-one -one with experts in person, which is obviously what's been lacking the late last 18 months and is now gradually getting back on track. I've worked with Reiki healers. I've worked with crystal healers, hypnotists. Um, there was one in particular that has just stood out because it was kind of an aha moment in my personal life. And I go to these people with my personal problems if you want to call them problems, yeah, opportunity for growth and healing, really, I should call them. And I went to Kim Alexis in London and she did this amazing crystal healing on me. And she's a hypnotist as well. So her voice, oh my God, it was amazing. So I went into this really deep meditation and then she consulted with me afterwards about what she found from the experience her side, which actually quite naively, I wasn't expecting. I thought it was just the meditation and the crystals and then done. But she said to me that I should not be seeing the boy that I was seeing, that the past hurts that I'd had was paving the way, literally paving the, the landing strip for future bad boys, whatever you want to call them, to land on and create more trauma, more hurt. And that really got me thinking into my kind of personal journey. And I only want spirituality if it's practically going to help me. I don't want the woo-woo wafty stuff. I want the real helpful, practical, tell me what to do or, or let me help myself know what to do. And that kind of stirred up a intuitive, empowering moment where I thought I know what's best for me. And I'm going to talk to all these other healers and experts and everyone I've been lucky enough to meet since. But really the best expert you can find is yourself. People can tell you how to relate to yourself and help yourself. And that's what healers do. And I've worked with an amazing womb wellness expert very recently called Liz Alexander, who's Crystal Zen. That's her tag. And she's helped me personally as well. And But really, at the end of the day, me, my intuition and my spirit team and my angels and my inner universe is what's going to help me most. So... I hope that answers a question. I could talk about yeah, my experiences absolutely. for ages, but 
it's a subject and that's why I love it and that's why I'm doing this podcast and that's why I interview such a wide variety of people because I just think it's it's infinite because energy is infinite Mm. Um, and I really appreciate you dropping in some names because I think that helps people listen as well um, to go and because we can talk about our experiences and we can share the things that have transformed in our life but sometimes we do need that assistance and I, I agree entirely it's about going and seeking out some support but not being completely blinded by Absolutely. what somebody says and, and, and assimilating everything that comes out of their mouth and taking it as your own. You right. are allowed to disagree with people. You are allowed to say, well, that was a load of rubbish. I didn't get anything from that or that was amazing. But I know sometimes because I've had it myself, if I've been feeling vulnerable or feeling a bit lost, I have been sucked into somebody you know their yeah. guidance and, their, and, and then I've kind of found myself following a path and going actually what am I doing and, and it's right not yeah. for me in the way that life tends to when you're on your path when you know we talked um, very briefly about soul purpose which really is ultimately it's about a feeling and how you mm. express that feeling there's infinite different ways. So it's not a job. It, it, it's not a way of living. It, it, it's a way of feeling and you can express that feeling in lots of different ways. So thank you very much. And, and I've thank honestly, I, with all my guests, I, I could talk to them for forever, but I don't think we'd have people on the podcast for four hours and we'd, we, we would be really hard pushed to keep them. In we would, so unfortunately. You so what? Oh, thank, unfortunately we would, but I mean, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure we, we could go on for hours. We could go on first, but yeah, and I tell you what, I, I read recently that our attention spans are now down to just eight seconds, wow. which is quite, yeah, which is, is really tough. And and, and you alluded to it and, and talked about it um, earlier on about you don't sit down and, and meditate. And I'm like you, I'm busy. I like to keep moving. Yeah. And I find that meditation works for me as a moving meditation. So yeah. I, I do practice yoga. I'm a yoga teacher, but I don't teach but I've also just taken up rowing and it's that meditative process where I'm still mm. physically doing something, but I am utterly focused and utterly in the moment, which is ultimately what meditation is about. It's, it's mm. about slowing you down and bringing you into the present moment. So certainly make sure you go out and grab a copy of the magazine. It has got so much information to share and has helped me over the years just to sort of find inspiration so uh, it's been lovely to chat to you and thank you so much for taking the time out your busy day to come on to the podcast thank you so much vicky it's been such a pleasure i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and if you'd like to connect with me then head over to my website vickypaul.com or you can find me on instagram at vicky j paul Why not take advantage of a special subscriber-only 10% discount off my personalised soul portraits? All you need to do is get in touch using the promo code PODCAST21. That's PODCAST21. And don't forget, you can buy my book, How to Be Successful, available anywhere that you buy books, or you can also get it via the link in the show notes. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And please continue to share this podcast with anyone you think might find it useful. I'd also really love if you could write a review because that helps myself and my guests get discovered by more kindred spirits. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.